Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Cousins' contract, I was told yesterday, does not void until after it's too late to tag him. He's going to be a free agent next year. So this is a big, risky move for everyone. If Cousins has a great year, there's nothing the Vikings can do to keep him from going to the open market other than paying him before he gets there. And why would he? Why would he? Why would he resign with the Vikings until he sees what else is out there? Yeah. So uh, this is 2018 all over again, right? Where he's going to hit the open market, and the Vikings are either going to compete with other teams to keep him, or they're not. You like that? You like that? Hello, everyone. You like that? I want you to like that. And happy Kirk Cousins Week on Purple Daily. That's right. For several days this week, we are going to devote chunks of the show, or maybe even the entire show, depending on how the conversations uh, progress, to Kirk Cousins' questions, Kirk Cousins' ideas, concepts. It is Kirk Cousins' week celebrating a man who has probably become one of the best quarterbacks in Vikings franchise history. Yeah. Welcome in on a Monday here, Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, presented by TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Learn more at TCL.com. Inspire greatness with TCL. How do you guys feel about Kirk Cousins Week here? It's upon us, baby. I feel very good, but I'd like to correct something Florio said at the outset because he didn't need to check on if Kirk can be tagged, period, or not. Because I am looking at the rules right now. You can tag a player a maximum of three times, which he's been tagged twice. And the third time you tag him, that player's salary jumps 44% from the previous year. So So, his salary would jump 44% from the current salary, which would make zero sense. Well, wait a second, though. Hold on. So, But his salary is wonky this year, right? Because... Is it like his average annual value? Because his salary was mostly a signing bonus, right? I suppose that. But that would factor counts. in. Yeah, yeah. You you wouldn't take the base salary. You you would take the, the salary of some sort. But the point being is okay. you're either going to work out an extension, a one-year contract, but the tag is the, the Vikings are not going to attempt to or would not even think of attempting to tag him no matter what the rule says about when they can do it. And they can't do it anyways because there's a void yeah, year. So that's just a non-starter. 
Okay. I love Judd starting us off on a Monday just firing shots Washington at Mike Florio, shoddy reporting. Washington used, Washington used to tag twice. That was their right, but Cold that water. pretty much eliminated the chance that he was ever going to be tagged again, and that's a smart move. It's a glorious week. Part. It's Kirk Cousins week. Yeah. Here you are dunking no, on You know Mark what? Florio. we got to start Come off. On. with you trying to, Did you call him Mark Florio? I called him, I called him Mark Mike. I did a Mark Mike uh, blended version there. You know, got to be careful with that yeah. in broadcasting today, by the way. Yeah, yeah you do. That's a fine word. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted to say Kirk Cousins will not be tagged by anybody (laughs) ever again. Well, well, um, I'm glad we cleared that up. So now we can move into topic number one on this glorious Kirk Cousins week. You like that? You like that? And it is simply, where does he rank among NFL starting quarterbacks or NFL quarterbacks? Because there might be a guy or two in here that, I don't know, maybe they they will, maybe they won't start. Mm -hmm. But... um, I don't know if you where you guys kind of took this homework assignment, but I floated to you guys the top 20. If there's an overachiever in the room that did more than 20, I don't think Kirk is anywhere near in danger of falling out of the 20 among any of us. I'll be honest. The last three spots were like the toughest sparks. I was like, I mean, is yeah. 18 through 20, like, does it really matter? Like 18, 19, 20, I guess. It's interesting. It does get weird. It gets really weird after like 15. I think that from 8 to 13 became difficult. Because it's it's sort of a movable feast. And then to your point, yeah, 16 through 20 and the last three were tough. And plus there's a question as well on if, if a guy even deserves to be in this list because I think there's a good chance he's not going to play in 2023, and that's Kyler Murray. Right. So you could it's an open homework assignment, and we, we've all prepped open it already. Homework. So uh, it's open whatever you want it to be. Joe, why don't you start us off here? Mm-hmm. Open book. Yeah, like a test, like the old school open book tests. It's like the test is open book. So you can actually. Did you guys ever take open book tests? Uh, I had like one or two of them. I was like, is this really? It's just who can find the the right answer in the book the fastest. The one we always did was one sheet. You could bring one sheet and it could be double sided. So you could flip it over and also have the notes. So it was really really two sheets, I guess, if you really want to break it down. Um, And how small can you write? And how small and ineligible could I write? Because I I can't write for it all. So yeah, it was was usually the main one I think I used. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back in back in my day at St. Therese, we were not encouraged to we we were not allowed to have a book or a piece of paper. Yeah, you guys you guys had to do it the hard way. And I did get busted for cheating once. But it was a trumped really? up. But it was a trumped up charge. It wasn't fair. What happened? Did you try to write answers on your arm? Um, so I had written some. I had written some letters on a notebook that were um, that were basically, you know, questions one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so I recall. I think I I had like just uh <laughs> like just you know like C H R something. You had code code words. Yeah, code words. Code words. Code words. Code words. But here, but here's the most hysterical thing. So I was pretty desperate by the time I got to this portion of the test. So I, I glanced down to see if I could see my code words. The nun busted me, but she thought I was communicating with my friend across the room. And so she busted him, too. So we both got busted, and we were never communicating. Because we just didn't care enough to communicate about it. You were so bad at cheating, you couldn't even decipher your own code words, and you were accused no, I knew of my passing code words. information onto someone yes, else. Yes, I should have been accused mm-hmm. of cheating, although I really didn't because it didn't help me ultimately. But the spirit of the attempt to cheat was there. But but yeah. my buddy, Jay, got busted completely unfairly. He had nothing to do with it. She thought that we had had some type of elaborate scheme going, and we never did because, no. again, we didn't care enough. <laughs> 
you were just running a vanilla offense. Exactly. <laughs> it's like seventh grade, man. Like, what are they doing? I'm okay. handing out, you, no. it's, it's 1982. Run to the right. I'm handing off the ball. <laughs> Power. Yes. That's all I'm doing. Alex Boone would have loved it. Anyway, so I have been Amazing. accused right, of cheating so before. We'll start with Judd's list. Why don't you count us from from where I'm 20? Did you, did you guys all do 20? I, I did, did 20. Yeah, I did 20. 20, 20. Okay. I, I did 20. Now, to go back to what I said before, I left Kyler Murray off because I don't think he's going to play. And, and, you know, vintage Kyler from a couple years back probably would have been like five or something. And now he probably would be about 20. So I just said, you know what? Let's see. Let's wait and see. So I'm going to give you 20 names, Kyler Murray not included, just to be clear. So you, okay. don't, th- so you don't think I forgot him. Number 20, Jimmy Garoppolo. Injury problems, not sure. Third team, turnover prone. He does win a lot, but I think there's a lot of uncertainty here just about him playing as well. So he's 20. Ryan Tannehill at 19. Descent. <sighs> Descending, descending right now. He is not the player. I mean, certainly not the player that he was two or three years ago. So I put him at 19. 18, Daniel Jones, who might not be 18 if it weren't for our good friend Ed Donatel. But as everyone, including people with the Vikings, can tell you, <laughs> Easy Ed got Daniel Jones paid. Pe- yes. Yeah. Pe- pe- people always give people always give Brian Dable the credit. For Daniel Jones. Uh-uh. Really, Ed Donatel deserves just as much credit for Daniel Jones. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Number 17 on my list is sort of low, but and I feel like he's going to move up. But the more I went through this exercise, I didn't feel that great about putting him too high. It's Justin Fields, hmm. who I have, who I have uh, had higher than this, and I have had dip now. I just don't know yet. I think he's going yeah. to – I think he's going to rise to like – 12, 13, possibly, but I'm going to leave him at 17. Number six. He, did, he, he ran for over 1,000 yards, too, and like he led the league in yards per carry. So there's there's some things that you wouldn't think about with a quarterback, but right. you ha- if, if a guy runs for seven yards a carry and 1,000 yards, it absolutely factors in at the, at, at the modern quarterback position. And it's right? probably too low, but I put him at 17. Number 16, Derek Carr, now of the Saints. I actually think he might have a bounce back here. Um, he was he was obviously not good in 2022, but I think that he might bounce back. So I put him at 16. Number 15, Matthew Stafford. Ooh, it's a hard one to know what to do with. Yeah, that's a that's a difficult a one. one. I, I mean, he's coming off a, a you know a miserable injury plague season, but the season before that, he sort of served as the template of what Cousins could possibly be Super Bowl champion. Um, so in trying to weigh those factors together, and again, like with Garoppolo, I just have questions now about his health. I mean, that's the one thing about Kirk that you, you know, Kirk Cousins, the one thing that we never talk about is his health because he plays games. So Matthew Stafford dips not fully because of something he did wrong, but because he was hurt and that team had a very tough season. Yeah. Number 14, Phil Mackey's guy, Jared Goff. Why is he my guy? Yeah, you love him. Yeah, you love you're him, dude. Every time, every time I slander him, you're like, oh, hold on a second here, Jared. Well, and I might argue that this is slander in itself, where you have him ranked. But I will wait until yeah, I wait till we get to, to yours. Why. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, the, yeah, number th- <laughs> number thirteen. So I told you that eight through thirteen were difficult for me. Number thirteen is a guy who had a great year, but I don't know if I trust it totally. Geno Smith. 
So my guy couldn't even get consideration. My guy in that eight through ter- eight through thirteen sloth. Oh, he got consideration. So hard for you to rank. He just fell outside and, of and it. Geno Smith is easily among that group, but my guy, no, my not guy easily. Can't get a sniff. This was okay. difficult. I'm, I'm Team Declan here. This was difficult at times. This exercise tried my ability to to rank quarterbacks. Number thirteen. Oh, number twelve. Sorry, Geno Smith was thirteen. Number twelve. This is a guy who could be in the this top five, top five by the end of the season, or he could be out. Who knows? Deshaun Watson. I still love his talent. He's a, he sounds like a miserable dude, uh, but this was a, this was a player who in Houston we thought was a top five, just slam dunk, unbelievable quarterback. Yeah. And I'm not prepared to say that when he comes back in Cleveland or came back last year, right after being suspended for a good portion of the season and doesn't play well, that that's the death knell for Sean Watson. So I'm putting him 12 based on the potential I think he is to bounce back. That's fair. Yep, there's a – I mean, he was definitely in the mix as a fringe top five guy before yep. everything, but that was also three years ago. Yep. And then he comes back last year, really didn't have any chemistry. He's, it's it's a new everything for him, teammates, coaches, literally hadn't thrown a football in an NFL game for years. So it, he's a hard one to know what to do with, but he, he's in here somewhere for sure. Yeah. Number 11, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, look at this. What uh, list? This also, this, wow. again, this again could get very jumbled in, you know, by week eight of 2023 season. But Dak Prescott right now, he's certainly not the quarterback that we thought he, he was at one point. He's not a disaster. He's had some great games. But I'm going to put him at 11 because I think for the first time since we that we've done this, and we have done this exercise of quite a few times since this show originated. Kirk Cousins is number 10. You like that? Three, one, two, three. You like that? Wow. Kirk Cousins, according to Judd, is one of the top 10, 10 best quarterbacks in the world. In the world. I wish I had the flag for you. Yeah, you're in the... Uh, you're in the. I'm in studio. You're in the old studio today, so you don't have your flag. I guess you could rip that Randy Moss mooning flag no. off the wall, no, but I don't no, know if it warrants no, that. I'm not going to do that. If you if some if someone puts him top five, we might need to rip that flag off the oh, wall. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, no, you know, I have long said this. I I believe on Kirk Cousins' best day, he is somewhere between you know on, on his best day, he's probably ten. On his worst day, because you know he's Kirk Cousins, he's probably like thirteen or fourteen. Like I've yeah. never, I've never considered. Uh, you know what? Screw him. He's twenty. Never. Which is funny because we get comments all the time from people. You guys think he's garbage, right? At no point on this show has anyone called Kirk Cousins garbage no. or terrible. It's always a debate about how much he's taking up within the salary cap structure. It's the shortcomings in big moments on the road against good when you know you you need your quarterback to carry you. It's like those are the nits that we pick. I don't think anyone has ever said he shouldn't be in the conversation as like a top 15 quarterback in the world. So just to clarify. We have the only times I feel like that we have been really, really harsh and ripped him apart is after he's made bad decisions in a game. Yeah, and then, of course, the defense is, but like, look what he did in the first half. It's like we're not talking about the first half. 
it's expected when you are among the highest paid quarterback for the pedigree. Like you, of course, you should be good in the first half. Mm-hmm. It's the fourth and eight throw. Exactly. Like that deserves to be dissected. Exactly right. The, but the fourth and eight criticism doesn't mean that he's not also one of the ten to fifteen best quarterbacks in the world. Right? There's room for both of those things to be. Big true. picture, he definitely is. So he is number ten on my list. I believe again, that's the highest I've ever ha- had him. But ordinarily, wow. he's right around ten. It's not like I've brought him up from twenty four or something. Yep. Number nine is going to be controversial, but I, I have told you guys since the season came to an end, I expect this guy to bounce back. I think he's going to be put in a position to succeed, and I think he's still damn good. I think he was the victim of, of change, and look, he didn't adapt well, but he also got a head coach who was just awful. Russell Wilson is number nine whoa, on my list. Whoa, Russell whoa, Wilson. Dude. And I've dropped him from the last time that we've done this. Russell wow. Wilson. I think he's going to bounce back and have a huge year. I assumed we got this far on the list. I just assumed he wasn't on it. That he wasn't in the uh-uh. twenty. Which I think there's a lot of people that that maybe wouldn't put him in the twenty. Uh uh-uh. uh not me. Well, I was like, as you were as you were giving the lead up, I'm like, change. Well, who, who is he talking about? Who is he talking about? Okay, so I mean, before last season, he was absolutely in the top ten. Oh God, yeah. And maybe even the top five and and Hall of Fame trajectory, but he was awful last year. So interesting. I think it was the perfect storm, and some of this was. Russell Wilson's fault, perfect storm of just horse bleepedness all around. Bad coach, team was off the rails as far as, like, they. it, it just seemed like a really bad culture. Um, Wilson, you know, had spent forever in the stability of Seattle, which I think does have stability, and now was in Denver, and it, it was a mess. So I'm actually banking on, and Sean Payton, if Sean Payton can't get your best offensively, you're probably just cooked, and I don't no. know he's cooked yet. In fact, I think he will cook. Wow. Oh, oh boy. How about that Monday? Wow. Fastballs. Wow. Come in wow. firing fastballs. Wow. Take that, Purple <laughs> Daily family. Judd is here with a vengeance today. Yep. So, okay, uh, Dex, you, I, I'll withhold some of this because I'll do my list and Dex, but do you have any thoughts on this? Russell uh, Wilson. I think it's way too high. I, I think uh, also listening to what Mina Kimes, who diehard Seattle fan and just great NFL Live, has also said about Russ going into that situation last year and just how things got weird in Seattle, I think he is indeed cooked. Now, do I think Sean Payne getting more out of him than Nathaniel Hackett? Yes, certainly. But I don't think uh, he's going to be a, a, a top 10 quarterback like he was for years before that. Yeah, I'll. I, well, let's keep going. All right. Let's keep going here. All right. So Russell Wilson, controversial. We have controversy here on Purple Daily, number nine. Number eight, Aaron Rodgers. Mm, yeah. And as I said, eight to 13 was difficult. One through seven for me was not that hard. Number seven, Lamar Jackson. He's another one that's hard to know what to do with sometimes because... There's injury issues. There's could be a huge so, bounce back yeah. with a new OC. He's won an MVP. It's it's tough. But he also, at the end of the day, they win a ton of games when he plays. Yep. So mm-hmm. there's, and I know that QB wins in a small sample is not necessarily the most viable statistic. But if if you start to get to fifty, seventy five, a hundred games, unless you're Jim McMahon and you just have historical defenses your entire <laughs> career as a quarterback. And I don't think you would classify these Ravens defenses as historically great. They've had good defenses, just, yeah. mostly. But he's also really hard to stop and game plan for. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge reason why they win games. So he is number seven. 
Okay. Number six is a guy, again, this is one I think I could see being in the top five easily when we do this exercise a year from now, and that is Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to ascend. Uh, my guess is he's going to knock somebody out of that top five. Um, I just think he's starting. Look, you know, Russell Wilson, unfortunately for him, probably got a bad break by being traded to a team that had Nathaniel Hackett as coach. Yeah, But that's not nearly as bad a break as being drafted by a team that has Urban Meyer as an NFL coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and even just the whole organization, it it, it just permeates with embarrassment and losses and drafting number one overall. Yeah, stench. So for, for, yeah, for that to get turned around so quickly is a huge testament to him. So I agree. Number five, Jalen Hurts. Whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jalen Hurts. I think a little he, lower than a lot of people might have him. Well, I mean, this top this top five is a is a um, AFC murderer's row. So no disrespect, Matt. Number four, probably the guy that that some teams uh, or that some would put at five, Justin Herbert. Number three, a guy who's at two on a lot of lists, but I can't see it yet, or I don't I don't see it because of the guy who's second. Number three is Josh Allen. Number yeah. two, I think solidly, in my opinion, just from his makeup and his play, um, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, of course, number one, Patrick Mahomes. Wow, so much there. So just, okay, fly through just fly through your list so we have it. And we sure. don't, for the YouTube audience, we, we, we didn't, like, prepare graphics here. Our graphics department uh, on strike. is uh, taking the week off. The here writers strike. Yep. They yes. said, you know what, solidarity <laughs> with the writers in Hollywood. Okay, so... 1 through 20, Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. That rounds out the top 10. 11 through 20, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo. Remind me, sorry, where did you have Tua? Did you not did have you have I didn't. I did not have Tua. He was tough for me, but he's on mine. That's I, interesting. I was thinking about Tua towards the end. You know what? I, you know what? I could have replaced Jones with Tua. Wow. Okay. Well, let me let me give my list here in a second, so we because we can de- we can debate and sharpen mm-hmm. this pencil up and down, uh, and Dex will give his list as well. A shout out to our friends over at uh, Livia Judd mm-hmm. for helping a lot of Score North listeners lose weight over the past couple of years. Absolutely, and you can become the latest to go from looking like the guy on the left to looking like the guy on the right, 40 pounds off. And guess what? That's a couple of years ago now, and here's the best part. They're not only going to help you drop the weight. We've all lost weight before. They're going to help you maintain that weight loss. Their dietitians and nutritionists do an absolutely great job. And right now, if you join... The first eight weeks are free. That's right. The first eight weeks are free. And guess what? By that time, 15 pounds or so off. You're feeling great. You're looking great. And it's only a start. 855-GO-LIVIA, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, Livia.com. And Federated Insurance here for all you business owners out there. So Federated is like having a great offensive line for your business. Uh, they've had over 100 years of experience in providing risk management tools and resources to protect against potential threats to your business on the horizon. And they lately have put 
a big emphasis on helping next generation business owners. So maybe you're taking over a company from your family, parents, whatever it is. Uh, check them out, federatedinsurance.com, where you can find all sorts of resources and talk to your marketing rep. Federated, where it's our business to protect yours. And real quick, a shout out to our friends at 3Jack. This is a fantastic lunch spot in the North Loop, Minneapolis. If you're if you're interested in golf, drinks, and amazing food, uh, not sure what other place you would think about. Exactly. Uh, in fact, I've been talking a lot about the patio burger specials because, yes, they have the great golf simulators, which we love to do, but they also have one of the best patio spots in town. They have a great happy hour selection. And this week's burger, boys, is the Bistro Burger. We're talking oh. caramelized onions. We got some whipped brie on there, garlic aioli. That's like one of the secret sauces for me on anything, some garlic aioli. Sign me up for it. Tomato jam on top. Great burger options, great happy hour options. Uh, If you're looking to get a little uh, luncheon, go to 3Jack. And if you want to get some Sims in as well, you can go to 3Jack.com to book that bay. That's 3Jack.com. Is that whipped brie or whipped brie? Whipped brie. Whips you can't have. You can't have snacks without whipped brie. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, boys, I'm going to go. I'm not going to I'm going to fly through this a little bit because Judd talked about a lot of these players and whatever. But um, I, I'm going to leave Kyler Murray out as well. He was right on the fringe anyway. I'll, I'll take him out just to be uniform here. Number 20 for me is Justin Fields. There's such a huge gap between his running threat ability and his passing ability. So the guy is a major threat to make plays with his legs. But in terms of like dissecting a defense with his arm, he's not there yet. So he's 20 with room to get up into the top 10 at some point. I have Russell Wilson 19th. Now, I actually thought I was being generous by putting him in the top 20 because I think a lot of people would not put him in the top 20. I do refuse to believe he went from future Hall of Famer to one of the worst quarterbacks in the league overnight. And I think Nathaniel Hackett and the lack of organization and structure was a huge, huge reason why. You don't just get fired in the middle of the season as a first-year head coach unless you are wildly unprepared to do the job. Mm Mm-hmm. So getting Russell Wilson with an adult head coach that knows what he's doing, one of the great offensive minds, we'll see what, I mean, this is, this is it for him. Like he's either completely mm-hmm. cooked or he just had a weird year with Nathaniel Hackett. Number 18, Derek Carr, just a really weird, bad season for him. And for, for the Raiders to be so out on him to just move on is pretty telling. I think ordinarily he'd be in the top 15. He slides down to 18 with some potential still. Number 17, Daniel Jones. Hmm. I can't believe they gave him $40 million. He, I don't think he's that good relative to the other starters. That's why I have him not as a top 15 quarterback, but 
you know, he can still make some plays with his legs. He can make the throws that you need to, but it just feels like he's being propped up with a lot of different things here. Scheme. The Vikings um, scheme. The Vikings defense. <laughs> yes. Making him look like a God. Apparently number 16. I still say he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks of the last probably eight years. Jimmy Garoppolo. He finished last season. His biggest thing is injury. Like he's, he gets hurt every year. Now he's got, is it a foot problem or something yeah. that, they had to redo that contract. So I get it. The injuries and the attrition are, are definitely taking their toll. But he, he was sixth in expected points added among starting quarterbacks last year. Third in passer rating. Fourth in yards per attempt. He just he guides teams to wins. Now, how much of it was the Kyle Shanahan system where you can pretty much put anyone in there? You know, I had Brock Purdy as an honorable mention. He does not make my top 20 list. But I think Jimmy G is still... Just a very underrated quarterback. Number 15, Geno Smith. Hard to know what to do with him. Yeah, The guy kind of bombed as a starter in the Jets organization. Then he spent a bunch of years holding a clipboard. Then he comes back, and he's incredible for one year in Seattle and helps yep. with one of the biggest surprise seasons. So he definitely des- deserves to be in the top 15. But I-, I think I need to see another season before I graduate him into a higher tier here. Mm-hmm. Number 14, Deshaun Watson, who used to be a fringe top five guy four or five years ago. The guy went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game once. Didn't he lead the league in passing yards once, too? I mean, he and he's a threat with his legs. Yep, great so player. If we can get back to like 80% of that version of Deshaun Watson, uh, I would say that'll be uh, a little more justifiable for the Browns. Now it gets hard. I'm with you. Like, the top eight and then the eight through 13-ish. It's kind of, it's hard. 13, Dak Prescott. He had the highest interception percentage in the NFL last season. He just, uh, I don't know, he was just like a howitzer of bad interceptions. Yeah. So I can't, I guess I can't get past that. Uh, Geno Smith, by the way, had the highest turnover-worthy play percentage last year, and that's that worries me a little Ooh. bit that maybe he's going to pay the price for Ooh, that. We're talking about regression. Yeah, he didn't pay the price for that last year, but right. Dak kind of did. He was kind of banged up, too, so I got Dak 13. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, 12. Before the injuries, he was easily in the top 10, probably closer to top 5, coming off a Super Bowl win. How healthy is he? How much infrastructure is there? I mean, Whitworth retired a year ago. Like, I just I worry about the car not being what it was. So this is probably a little high for Matthew Stafford, but... And then number 11, Kirk Cousins. Okay. I think this is the highest I have also had him in this exercise, this offseason exercise we've done like four straight years. So here's my thing with Kirk. He was excellent in the fourth quarter. His fourth quarter EPA, expected points added, was fourth behind only Mahomes, Burrow, and Jalen Hurts. But overall, he was 14th in passer rating, 23rd in QBR, 17th in EPA. So he was not good, really, relative to the other starting quarterbacks until the fourth quarter. But then in the fourth quarter, he was one of the, he was like an MVP candidate. I weigh that fairly heavily because I'd rather you do that in the fourth quarter than flip it around and be a dud in the fourth quarter. And that's why he's maybe 11th instead of like 15th. So Kirk Cousins, 11th. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think that's fair. The, so, yeah, I struggle. So I struggle with what you just said, though, because of this. You know, we, how long, and rightfully so, did we all bash Kirk for not being clutch, right? 
You know, you can't go in and win a uh, primetime game. And so, like last year, propped up, I, I think, in, in, in part by a coach that knows what he's doing offensively, he sort of regressed in the areas where he'd probably quarter by quarter wise been pretty good and then thrived in a place where it felt like he didn't thrive. So mm-hmm. it's sort of the weirdness of Kirk. But to go back to what you said, I would put far more a priority on it, the fact that he was clutch when it mattered most. And, you know, his record of uh, 13 wins in 2022 is interesting to me, too, because it's reflective in this case, like on a case-by-case basis, of when quarterback wins actually mean something, because I give him a ton of credit. And I and I am, too. I mean, I'm, right. no. this is the highest I've ever had him. I struggle with this, though, is my point, because he's doing what we asked him to do, He but he then sort of regressed in areas where we had seen him, it felt like, thrive. Yeah, and I look at, again, the overall numbers. So just 14th in passer rating, 23rd in QBR, 17th in EPA. Those numbers put in a bin would say, yeah, he probably should be outside the top 15 because his numbers overall regressed last year. Right. But I what I'm saying is, not only is that not reflective, I, I, I'm weighing the fourth quarter so heavily that I'm making him go from like 16th to 11th. Mm-hmm. That's 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 how much I'm weighing it. Mm-hmm. All right, and Dex, you probably have more to say when you uh, give your rankings here. Number 10, Jared Goff. Fight me. This is unbelievable. My guy, Jared Goff. You are putting him above Kirk Cousins. Okay. Absolutely. He is way better than people give credit for. In fact, when I lay this out, I don't know how you could justify putting Cousins over Jared Goff. Vikings fans, media, whoever wants to consume this. Jared Goff last year was 7th in passer rating, 5th in QBR, 6th in EPA. Cousins in those same categories, as I said, was 14th, 23rd, and 17th. They weren't even close statistically last season. And those are also not just back-of-the-football card stats. Those are like contextual is it third and 15 garbage time or is it, you know, did you complete a pass to, to move the chains type stuff? He also had three fourth quarter comeback. I mean, the, the lions also, they more often than the Vikings would take a lead and hold it because their quarterback and offense didn't disappear for like the first two quarters or the first three quarters. Uh, not to mention, if you want to go beyond 2022, when Jared Goff is given a good car, he has driven it to the Super Bowl before. Kirk Cousins has come nowhere near driving any car to the Super Bowl. Yep. So, I, like, why it's a, a shock to fans and even you guys that, oh, how could you consider putting Jared? Statistically, it's insane to not put Jared Goff above Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I can't do it still. Yeah, I can't do it either. I've seen him enough. I can't do it. The stats okay. the stats might say that, but I'm sorry. I have seen enough Goff at times. And I'm pro- you know what? I am probably adversely in- impacted by, by the fact that I saw that car get to a Super Bowl with a great head coach and go right off the cliff. I'm probably impacted by that to this day. Car blew up. What? The Rams, the, Patriots. The Goff. The, the Goff car in the Super Bowl went off the cliff and like an old mo- movie, it hit the bottom of the canyon and exploded. But just to be clear, you are dinging Jared Goff for performing poorly against the Patriots in a Super Bowl when Kirk Cousins has come Nowhere near three. I just weeks said of I just any team acknowledged. I just acknowledged. That's, that's 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 his thing. That's I just acknowledge. LeBron James that. went to the. No, I'm just, comparing Jared Goff to LeBron yeah, James. Stop. Stop. LeBron James stop went to the NBA so Finals far. and got swept one time. Therefore, we're going to hold that against. Like it's, you know, I'm no. just saying he's way better than people give credit for. And Vikings fans mock Goff while lifting up Cousins. Not me. Let's be careful with that. 
Not me. I'm not mocking anybody. Not mocking Goff. I just called him your guy. And now I've been proven right. You you were like, well, I'm my guy. And, th- and then you're like, you had him 10th on your list. I feel like I have to bring a voice of reason here to the Goff Cousins discussion. Okay, uh, number nine, Lamar Jackson. It's crazy. He's only 26 wow. years old. He just feels like he's been around forever, but he's only 26 years old. The Ravens are 45 and 16 when he starts a game. He averages seven yards a carry. Uh, he can throw the ball with more accuracy than people probably give credit for. So I'm putting him number nine. Aaron Rodgers down to eight. It looked like he was cooked a couple times last year. So I, I'm a little concerned about that if I'm the Jets. Uh, number seven, Tua. So you had him out of your 20. Seven? Yeah, yeah the concussions The concussions yeah. scare me so much, seven. too. Wow. I agree, that, but, the, but the concussions to me, like, I put that off to the side. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, I when can't. he's healthy, he's excellent. Yep. No, you're he right. He was top top three, top three in QBR and passer rating. Mm-hmm. He was second really in good. expected points added. Yep. And they're asking him. It's not just like checking down. He was second in the NFL in average air yards per throw. They're asking him. Now, he has two great receivers, and I get that. That's why he's seventh and not second or third. But, like, he is really, really good and probably in that second tier of quarterbacks when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's a good system. He's got weapons, whatever. But, like, top three QBR, top three pass rating, second EPA, second. I mean, they want they, they, they like, undefeated the first half of the year when he started. Mm-hmm. So, okay. But you guys, like, you guys react well, to that like it's crazy. I'm like, I'm oh, crazy. Oh, no, 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 no. I look at this. Th- no, that's you not have, true for two, me. I look have, at it. You have Tua behind Daniel Jones, dude. I look at it through. That's a, nuts. I look at it through a different prism. The concussion scare me. I think his career might be done soon. That's where I, but, but yes, I completely agree. If he's healthy, it's a different story altogether. I think we far more disagree on Jared Goff probably than Tua. It's just a different philosophy. Uh, Herbert, sixth. Feels like there's another level that he hasn't quite gotten to there. Um, it is a lot of dink and dunk in that offense, too. I have Trevor Lawrence, fifth. Watching him orchestrate that crazy sure. comeback in the playoffs and just the ascension last year, some of this is projecting. Like, he, number one overall pick, finally got him a good coach. Mm-hmm. He's got weapons. He's a dude. He's he's going to rise into the top five. Josh Allen needs to pump the brakes on the dumb turnovers. But he's still incredible, and they won a ton of games last year with him. So Josh Allen, four. I have Jalen Hurts, third. It does feel like the system and the offensive line are huge boosts. Yep. But I've got him I've got him third. Joe Burrow, second. And Patrick Mahomes, number one. Mm-hmm. So Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, Trevor Lawrence, top five. Herbert, Tua, Rodgers, Lamar, Jared Goff. Cousins, 11. Stafford, Dak, Deshaun Watson, Geno Smith. Jimmy G, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields round out the top 20. All right. I'll give you mine here. And, yes, I also have Kyler off. Uh, I also have Justin Fields off. Justin Fields did not crack my rankings. I'll give you a okay. 20 through 16 here. I'll go a little quick with, with the, the bottom ones. 20, Ryan Tannehill. 19, Daniel Jones. 18, Jimmy G. 17, Russell Wilson. 16, Geno Smith. Ooh, yeah, fair. I think uh, I think those I, fair. You know, I think all these five guys you could probably put in these categories of the, of the last five spots. But that's uh, that's how I go from there. Now it gets a little bit more difficult. And clearly, we are all uh, have different opinions on Tua. I have Tua fifteen simply because of the injuries. I just think he's a ticking time bomb. Um, I mean, honestly, you can make a little parallel here. Byron Buxton, 
Buxton, when he played, the Twins won a lot of games. He's athletic. He's a freak. He can do so many great things. He can't stay yeah. on the field. I forget what, uh, is it not another teen movie? I know they're making fun of, I believe, Varsity Blues, <laughs> but if he gets one more concussion, you're going to die. Like, that's yeah. kind of what it, honestly, like, two is, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be able to play football anymore, and that's what I think scares me. Uh, so I have sure. him dinged for there. Uh, 14, Jared Goff. I have Jared Goff as low as 14 here. Uh, he was incredible in the second half of the season last year. I think I've seen too much sandwich in between where I can't put him in the top 10. He's a very good quarterback when, when he's propped up in the right system. He was balling out last year. If that continues, that second half of Jared Goff for a full season, I think he is firmly in the top 10, and he rises up from 14. But I've seen too much of bad Jared Goff, too. So for me, he's 14. Uh, 13, Derek Carr. I'm a Derek Carr stan. I like Derek Carr. I like his leadership. There you are. I think he takes a step forward in the Saints, uh, getting the Saints back to the playoffs. That division's really bad, too. So, like, I can see the Saints going back to the postseason with Derek Carr at 13. Uh, I have Dak 12. I think we've seen the best of Dak Prescott. I think uh, yeah. a few years ago, I think a lot of people probably had him more towards, like, the 8 to 10 range, maybe even flirting with the top five. When you're the Cowboys quarterback, you're naturally going to be talked about a ton. But I think we've seen the best of Dak. Uh, and I have him outside my top 10 now. He's number 12 for me. 11, I have Deshaun Watson. Uh, I just oh. think that there is something that can get back to where he oh, was yeah. with the Houston Texans. I, I might be buying too much stock there, uh, no, but I can't. I, I don't think you can just fair, write fair. him off. Like I don't think you can just completely write him off yet. I would, I would rather have Deshaun Watson just in terms, of, in terms of quarterback ability above all the guys that are below him. Just in terms of pure quarterback play, I think Deshaun Watson is firmly better than the, all the guys below him right there. Number 10 for me, I'm going to continue by the similar stock here. I have Matthew Stafford 10. And I know this might be a little too high Ooh. coming off uh, a major injury here. And he's also had a lot of injuries before. I just, I really like Matthew Stafford when he's playing well, man. And that's a bias thing for sure. But I think if he gets back to being healthy, the Rams could be back into being a better team. I think they've probably hit their ceiling a Super Bowl window. They're clearly going to be maybe a, a middling team going forward, but I really like Matthew Stafford. Number nine, Kirk Cousins. Wow. So okay. I have Kirk Cousins Dex at is number the nine. Highest, the highest yep. of all three of us on Kirk. I think uh, back to our discussion about him, about his fourth quarter stats and his traditional stats, I think his traditional statistics took a half step backwards, and I think his perception took a half step forward. I think there were some, I know he's still a punching bag and he's and people love to pick on him because of the same things that they've always picked on him, but you can't deny the fourth quarter comebacks that he had last year were incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that perception briefly changed. I don't think it's made it completely different how we look at him or how the national perception is of him, but I think a half step back with the statistics, half step forward with his perception. So for me, I have Kirk Cousins at number nine. Look at that. So just let's pause there for a second. That our aggregate, our average here, haters, Purple Daily believes that he is one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the world. Right? That's yep. fair to say. Right right now, this snapshot in time. 10-11-9. Yep. 10-11-9. Yep. You know, I didn't uh, take a ton of math in school, but I believe that average is out to be 10th. So the three of us collectively think through this process that he is a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Despite his number, that's the crazy thing. Like, Declan just hit it again. His numbers fell off a cliff in some areas, but if he's better in the high leverage spots, right. if he's a top five guy in those moments, there's players like that all over the universe in all sorts of sports where it's like, they're okay, 
they rise up. And I wouldn't say he's a guy that now officially rises up in the biggest moments. Do it again. Do it again in big games. Do it again in the playoffs. You got to do it in like late January for it to really hit for people. But this is a good step. We're all acknowledging he's a he's a top ten quarterback right here. Well, and I also think that part of the problem going into uh, last season with Kirk was his statistical success w- was used against him because what was the joke? The Vikings would be down by fourteen and he would go bonkers. He'd put up all these great stats, and so I I actually think it's it's weird. In some ways, very justified. His statistical success was actually a strike against him because it's like, do it when it matters. So when his statistical success plummets just a little bit, but he comes through with clutch wins, then I'm like, okay, yeah, then you did it. And the two, it's funny, the two most noteworthy games last year were like the, the two biggest fourth quarter comebacks. Those games were sort of garbage time until they weren't. The Bills game and the Colts game. Yeah, there was a little bit of oh god, here we go. Now right. the pressure's off because you're, you're down by seventeen, yep. or you're down thirty three nothing. Of course, you're going to let it rip and you're going to go. But then it like it went from garbage time to oh they caught up and he pushed through and did what he had to do. So he he did graduate a little bit in that sense. <laughs> but it'll be, it'll be very interesting in year two of the scheme to sort of see if there's another step to his game or if if maybe last year was the peak in some of those spots. All right, in my top eight, I think we all have the top same top eight players, just in different rankings here. So eight for me, I, I might still be. We, we don't because only one of us correctly put Tua in the top. Oh, that's eight. right. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> one of us was a little nutty there. Forgot about that. Oh, uh, yeah, only eight, one of us correctly put a top three QBR passer rating well, EPA. You've got Jared Goff in your yeah, top ten too. So correctly in the top ten. That's correct. Yeah. I think I might still be too low on this guy, but I just want to see it one more. If he repeats what he had last season, I think he's firmly in the top five. I have Trevor Lawrence as low as eight right now still. I uh, I know the Urban Meyer thing was bad. He was a generationally great prospect coming out. I know he inherited that horrible head coach, uh, but I want to see it again with Doug Peterson. Let's see if there's another step to him. For right Now he's eight, but I probably see this guy more in the top five a year from now. Number seven to me is Lamar Jackson. And again, this one's just tough because I don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to be an MVP candidate again or if he only plays in 11 to 12 games and he's still good, but still not the MVP guy. He's tough to pin, but for me, he's seven. I have Aaron Rodgers six, and it might be uh, a little too high here because I think even cooked Aaron Rodgers is still better than 80% of the NFL. Yeah, um, He's still really good. He's going to go to the Jets where he has a lot more weapons. As much as he um, made a big deal about having to play with rookies and unproven guys, that does matter, especially when you get up there in age. He's going to a system now where it's going to be a lot better. I think I have him uh, at six. We'll see if he rises up a little bit more. Number five for me, Justin Herbert. I think I'm the one guy that's still a little bit one foot out on it. I think this is the make, or pro- make it or break it year in terms of does he go into tier one quarterback. I think you can make a lot of parallels. He is actually a lot like Phillip Rivers. Like Philip Rivers, who I loved, big fan of him. Um, if he, at the end of the day, has a similar career and perception-wise as Philip Rivers, that's still a pretty damn good player. But with Kellen Moore there, does he reach the next step and does he graduate into the Tier 1 with you know the Burroughs and Mahomes of the world? We'll see. So he's 5. I have Jalen Hurts, number 4. He's got a great system, but I think he's probably the best dual-threat quarterback, at least one of them in the NFL. Uh, Josh Allen, 3. Joe Burrow, 2. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes, 1. So wow. 1 through 5. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Herbert, Rodgers, Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford round up my top 10. Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Tua, 11 through 15. And then the bottom five, Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, Jimmy G, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill. Wow. What an exercise. Football. 
Kirk. We all are pretty lockstep on Kirk. We're all right there. The biggest disagreements, Russell Wilson, big gap, where Judd had him and where we had him. Tua, but I feel like with Tua, we're all, it's more like his his brain's yes. being scrambled, right? So yes, it's not a philosophical it, problem of his play. If, if he was, yeah. if he was going to start sixteen, seventeen games, I would have him higher or high. I and then say. J- Jared Goff is more of a philosophical, uh, like his actual play on the field. Stafford, like, what do you do with right. just the the uh, deterioration of the Rams? And then Geno Smith, kind of, well, guy did it for one year, so. Interesting. Yeah, hit your uh, put your rankings, you guys, in the comment section of the YouTube channel so we can kind of see where do you have Kirk at the very least. Are we on the money here? Ninth, tenth, eleventh? I know there's a bunch of Kirk stands out there, cousins crusaders that think we shortchanged him that he should for sure be ahead of Lamar Jackson or coming down the mountain, Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see. Maybe Aaron Rodgers needs some AG one. You know, you get a little older, yeah. you start to. You start to have some brain fog. Your energy levels are maybe lower. And uh, AG1 comes in like nutritional insurance to boost your day. One scoop mixed with a bottle of water, and you got your full allotment of nutrients for the day. This takes the place of my multivitamin and even a probiotic. Uh, it might come as a shock. Old Macadac, not always great at getting all the right nutrients from food on a daily basis. So AG1 comes in, and uh, boom, 75 high-quality ingredients to give me important daily nutrients. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then uh, AG1 is giving you a one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash purple daily. That's drinkag1.com slash purple daily. And yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment.